Welcome to SL Advisors Talks Energy. I'm Simon Lack. At SL Advisors, we invest in energy infrastructure. We read about energy. We talk to people in the energy sector. We write about energy. We explore how the shale revolution is leading to American energy independence and how climate change is impacting how energy is produced and used. Nothing we say should be construed as a sale of securities, which can only be made through the relevant prospectus. In this week's podcast, I'm going to discuss the Dakota Access Pipeline. has ordered the Dakota Access Pipeline shut down and called for it to be emptied of all oil in the next 30 days pending an environmental review. U.S. District Court Judge James Bosberg issued the decision on Monday saying the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers violated environmental law when it granted a permit for the pipeline without an extensive environmental assessment. That permit has now been revoked until an environmental review is conducted, a process that could take years. The Dakota Access Pipeline runs from North Dakota to Illinois. It's been built to transport crude oil from the back and shale. Dakota Access has drawn opposition from the Standing Rock Sioux tribe for years. They don't like that it's too close to their land and passes under a lake where they're worried any leak could contaminate their drinking water. It's easy to find support for pipeline opposition. There are always opponents of just about any construction project. You don't often get protests in favor of building things. The beneficiaries tend to be numerous and their benefits diffused among many people. In this case, the Dakota Access Pipeline will help get crude oil to consumers. So everyone who buys gasoline made from this oil or heating oil or flies it in a plane using its jet fuel is in some way a beneficiary. But mostly those people don't know who they are and the impact on any one individual is tiny. But that is how capitalism works. The media coverage is all focused on the opposition to the pipeline. Local people are going up against a big greedy corporation. An energy transfer who built the pipeline will not draw much sympathy. CEO Kelsey Warren has dealt dishonestly with his own shareholders as we have documented on our blog. But even though Kelsey's fan club is fairly small and exclusive, the way this is playing out is wrong. Earlier in the week, a federal judge ruled that the government was at fault when they allowed the project to proceed. The Army Corps of Engineers, who are responsible for assessing the environmental impact of projects like this, issued an environmental assessment and said it could go ahead. The Standing Rock tribe sued because they believe that by law, an environmental impact study was needed. This is a more in-depth review than an assessment. The judge agreed. That may be so, but the pipeline is now finished and operational. The judge went on to direct that the pipeline be shut down and emptied of crude oil. Today, we spoke with Standing Rock's Water Resources Director, who says the 30-day shutdown was their recommendation. That recommendation was by the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe. We recommended 30-day shutdown. We didn't recommend overnight. We didn't recommend it's 48 hours because the ramp down uh, a half a million barrels a day to wrap that to wrap it down takes days to do it so the pipeline has to empty all its oil in a month 
because that's what the Standing Rock tribe recommended. That decision seems more based on politics than law. The Dakota Access Pipeline can carry over half a million barrels of crude oil a day. Producers in North Dakota rely on it to get their output to market. It generates royalties for North Dakota. The court heard that several thousand jobs are at risk if the pipeline shuts down. It cost over $7 billion to build, more than expected because of the opposition. And now it has to stop operating because a judge has decided that the government improperly issued a permit. Now, as I said, Kelsey Warren and Energy Transfer are not sympathetic characters. Maybe they could have handled this opposition better than they did. Maybe the pipeline shouldn't have been built where it is. But they got the permit and built the pipeline. The judge may not be happy about it, but it got done anyway. If the government issued the permit incorrectly, how does that justify shutting it down? In fact, how is anyone supposed to build anything if a court can find that the government was wrong to approve it? And so whatever you've built can't be used. It seems that energy transfer needed to question the permit they got. Maybe they were supposed to request a more thorough environmental impact statement that the judge wants, even though the government doesn't think they need one. It'll take at least a year to produce one and probably longer. Those are burial sites up on that hill. They are in our land. We asked them to back off, darling. They come back. They are not to be on that land. Our ancestors are on that land. Our people have come together. We're here for prayer. We're here to stop this with prayer. But they are pushing. That's the Standing Rock tribe at one of their protests. Meanwhile, the pipeline will sit there not being used. And if Joe Biden becomes president, government policy will shift again, and he'll probably stop that new environmental report ever being done, leaving the Dakota Access Pipeline completed but unused. How is any business supposed to operate if you have to second guess whether the government agency that regulates you is doing the right thing? How do you sign up to be a tenant in a new building if a court can decide the building shouldn't have been built and can stop tenants showing up? If you sign up to use a pipeline to move your crude oil, are you supposed to make sure that the permits were properly issued to build the pipeline in case you lose access to it? The problem with this kind of ruling is that it makes building things riskier. That means investors need a higher return to compensate for the risk. It makes things more expensive and it means some projects won't get done, even though they could be beneficial. Many people may think fewer new pipelines is a good thing. This is going to sound odd, but as pipeline investors, we'd also like to see less money spent on new projects because it means more can be used for dividends and buybacks. But you need a pretty good reason to cause the kind of disruption this judge has caused, and it doesn't look sensible to us. Thank you for listening to SL Advisors Talks Energy. To find more episodes like this one, go to our website, sl-advisors.com. There you can sign up for our blog, watch videos and webinars. Follow us on iTunes and Spotify and follow us on Twitter at Simon Lack.